Today on Bell and the Birdmen, Jalen Hurts mania has swept the nation. Also, Nick Sirianni's speech gives us another reckless idea. And, and, we talk about the lowly, miserable NFC East. It's all coming up on Bell and the Birdmen. Taylor, hit the music! <laughs> oh my goodness! The uh, I I took the largest sip of liquid death right before that great open. My throat feels amazing. Vince Quinn is here. We are at Last Out Media Studios. There is so much to get into. Oh my God! First and foremost, thank you to everyone that came out to Villa Capri. Uh, congratulations to everyone that won uh, liquid death and uh, Bobby Dub's uh, major gift bag with like. Eagles t-shirts and hats and all this other stuff. The Vet Alumni Pod crushed it with the music. So, so, so much fun. Oh, my God. Week two, the 49ers. We've got Nick Sirianni, who is just firing me up left and right. I hope he is for you, too. Like, there's an explosion about to happen, and I hope you're in Doylestown, and I hope you're at Villa Capri, because, man, they even said to us, that's the first time that they have felt that bell and the Birdman type of energy, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. We're all feeling it. I'm still on cloud nine, guys. Everything that we have said is happening in front of us, and this doesn't happen that often. Oh, my God. The division looks like shit, and we're on top of it. Jalen Hurts is a superstar. What are we talking about? Howie Roseman, line up. There's a bunch of apology letters and kisses at your feet coming. <laughs> and we'll get into watching Wentz with Wentz win at the end of the show here to kind of see how our old friend's doing. Yeah, do that a little bit later. <laughs> but uh, I don't think it's possible. But Vince Quinn, at Vince Quinn on the Twitter.com, also on the uh, Instagram as well. Wait. Uh, can you is it possible to bring me down from cloud nine yeah yeah i've got i've got some concerns john i got some concerns i mean look the, the game was amazing to be there in the moment with all the expectation yeah. and or, or concern of everything that what this team was going to be how is it all going to look for how that worked game one a lot of thrilling things a lot of thrilling things I got a lot of questions too. I, I've already rewatched the game. Like that's that's how I am because I just I couldn't help myself. I was like, man, I got to go see this whole thing again. What what did it really look like? What did it really feel like? Now that I take some of that emotion out of it, because all of the anxiety and just again all the questions, it, you just didn't know. So all the oh, things that we were oh, talking Vince about, didn't know. now no. Vince is going to act like he didn't know. Well, okay. uh, no, all and right. on some level, I did know, and that is part of why. We need to get you and scale you back a little bit because, I, 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 yeah, I, I, hey, you, well, you open up that sorry, cage and, and there goes the dog. So uh, <laughs> there, there you go. There it is. But I'm telling you, I, I've got I've got some questions. I've got some concerns. But ultimately, for a week one game with a new coaching staff, young, inexperienced quarterback, totally solid win. Yeah. Uh, and OK, here's where I'll agree with Vince for a second. Yep. It was welcome. I said it on the postgame show, too. I mean, it's a it's a, it's 
it's a pretty boring, sloppy game. <laughs> and like all of week, can we be honest with each other? All of week one was a sloppy mess from across the board. Now, it was a fun mess last night in Las Vegas and Bruce Buffer being at the top, basically like you know, doing my dog chant, except, you know, his uh, UFC stuff I thought was awesome. And uh, it's a it, whoever's going out there this year, God bless you, because it looks like uh, an absolute, I can't imagine the Eagles fans being in there. So that's going to be fun to take over and piss off Derek Carr and quiet the offense and whatever. But yeah, I mean, everything looked like preseason this weekend and welcome to the new NFL, everybody. Like this isn't going to get any easier. There's an 18th game coming. Let's not act like that's not happening here. And this is preseason game one. Next week is going to be preseason game number two. And, you know, I'm enjoying, I'm not going to be, taking anyone's overreactions down because that's what week one is all about. Like we saw Christmas presents and they all lit up that every single one of them did. My Lord, like even the Kenneth Gainwell take bang. (laughs) You nailed that. You nailed that. Uh, And just everything, everything that I hoped that Nick Sirianni was and is, is there, but none of that was sharp. Come on, we all saw the same thing. What was it, like 14 penalties? Yeah, and everybody looks slow and like all over the place. And like I said, Derek Carr can't even get him and the crowd together. Like it was, it was, there was two really decent games overall, I would say, like throughout the week. The Chiefs and Browns, which I went and rewatched, that was fun. But um, the, I mean, honestly, (laughs) which we'll get to a little later too. Andy Dalton and the Bears and that whole situation was really fun. But, I think this team is only going to get better, not worse, better. Like, you're on the road. We always said bird teams are weird, and it was weird. I was really scared there that it was going to flip back. But Vince Quinn pulled me out of the fire right at the last end there. Thank God. And then we all predicted blowout, and we felt good about it. But it, it didn't feel like a blowout. Can we be honest about that? It didn't feel like a no, blowout. but by the time you look back at the final score, you're like, oh yeah, it was like you're it like, was. Oh right, it is thirty two to six. How the fuck did they get thirty two? You're like, you know, but but enough like chopping the wood and enough bubble screens, enough when to throw the run, when not to, you know, it just when they when they had opportunities to score, they did most for the most part. Like when it was there, they took it. That's great. They were aggressive. Uh, there were some weird things in there with. I, running decisions. It's speaking of Kenneth Gainwell on <laughs> a fourth down. I was like, all right. Yeah. People argued about Jordan Howard. That's probably still not a solution because we've watched Jordan Howard play football before. He, he stinks. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> so, let me talk to Gary for a second. Gary. Yeah. Jordan Howard stinks. Sorry, I'm Gary. Sorry, Gary. Sorry. Uh, not sorry. One bit. One bit to Ashley M. Woods. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. All right. He followed the rule. Thank God. I was a little worried there. But. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and and here is where I'm going to completely disagree from the cloud nine part. Who currently has the second largest jersey sales sales in America in the NFL? It's Jalen Hurts. John. Oh, we have a superstar in Philadelphia, and it only took a measly two months, three months of quotes. The rent is due. The shades. The look. I mean, it hasn't been this cool since Cunningham. It really hasn't. No. It hasn't. And Jalen seems like he can accept coaching <laughs> and also uh, not deal with somebody like Rich Cotite or, you know, whoever's on that uh, Buddy Ryan staff uh, <laughs> is pretending that they knew what the offense was. But that has me so jacked up. 
He's a national spotlight. Everyone loves this kid. And here's my biggest takeaway, really. I don't know if you saw the video get passed around in, I'm going to screw up Johnny's last name again. Let's mark it. Where am I at? Oh, ten, uh, ten and a half is <sighs> where we last left you because we are in fractions. Johnny, now. you're going to have to text me again. Johnny, Ukula. I think God. it's Uleka. Uleka. I'm Vince is way right. You lecker the way I pronounce that. You lecker the way. Anyway. Uh, he had a clip of him and Pam Aller in the uh, post game interview, uh, and you know you hear the crowd, Jalen, 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 and Stephen Nelson, who's been here for a cup of coffee. Make sure to interrupt the interview and tell everybody this guy right here. He's the man. It's Jalen. Woohoo! That's that tells me a lot. Well, it tells you everything you need to know about this football team, actually. Well, that's exactly it, John. Jalen Hurts is the Philadelphia Eagles right now. He is the team. I mean, that is a guy that people are counting out all across the league. Everybody's looking at this team and going, you know what? They're not good enough. This team is not good enough. They're going to lose all these games. Atlanta was favored. ESPN, every single analyst that they had, every single one. All of them. They all picked Atlanta. All of them. All my, of them. It's my favorite. It's my favorite jinx in, in all of media is that and well the kicker jinx and or the broadcast jinx in that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what this season is. I mean, they have to prove something to everybody right now. This isn't just Philly because and they have to prove it to Philly too. That's part of the thing. That's part of the beauty of all of this is Philly, we are such a diehard Eagles town. We always want to see the team win. The number of times where we've done shows and and you always convince yourself that the team is going to win the division. And we feel that way now. We do. But you know what? We're in the minority right now. Usually, that is the expectation. I mean, everybody you talk to is, yeah, we should win the division. I'm thinking we win a couple of playoff games this year, Super Bowl contender, whatever it is. It's one of those couple of tiers. To go into a season where the Eagles are disrespected in Philly, along with the national media, for Jalen Hurts to have questions and disrespect in Philly along with the national media, that's what this is all about. And for him to come out and have a solid first game, good for him. You know what I love about Jalen the most? He's a silent killer. You wouldn't know that there's a massive chip on his shoulder at any point if you talk to that man. He just goes out and kills you on the field, does his job, has everyone do high fives, and go. It reminds me of the Mighty Ducks too. Now, <laughs> everybody's teaching him the knuckle puck. Now go do it again. Just pick up your water. Go do it again. This is just that's all it is. Go score points, and that's why everyone loves him. And he's especially not the guy that was just here. Well, yeah, and that's the other thing too, right? I people are so ready to embrace the next guy. Part of that is Wentz going out of town. Part of that is Ben Simmons going out of town. That's a very Philly thing too, absolutely. Right? Yes. It just it, well, it, sports fan thing in general. Yeah, yeah, it matters. Like there, there are very few people that you can really get invested in. Even Bryce Harper, who's pl- playing like an MVP right now. You know the problem is. I'm so sorry, Bryce. Yeah, the Philly suck, John. Yep. Like you, you just it doesn't have the same kind of juice. So. To be able to look at a quarterback that has this cool, calm, collected, silent killer personality. He's coming out. He's undervalued. He's underrated. Now he's going out and showing people wrong and winning in a big way. Everybody wants to be a part of that. And that's why immediately it took one game for people to be like, oh, I love this. I want to be a part of this. Let's go (laughs) buy the jersey. Yeah, I want to buy the shades immediately. And I know they'll look ridiculous on me, but yep. Like that's, it's just a... And I don't know how much of this is. I honestly don't know how much this is Jalen and how much this is coach or if it's just the perfect combination of nuclear love power that comes out of that locker room where it's like, holy shit, this is 
so a put-together chemistry-wise football team, it's a little scary. Well, the Sirianni Hurts handshake means something. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy. And I'm not reacting. Just like we were saying, I'm not reacting to the the sloppiness on the field and the things you got to clean up. Yes, of course, across the league. We just explained that. But this, those things mean something way different. We know that because we've seen it a million times. And I hate to even reference the now, like, no one wants to talk about Meek Mill anymore. But, like, that that whole episodic thing where even Pat McAfee has to chime in the day before one of the biggest games in Eagles history and going, like, oh, my God, the Vikings are going to get killed. You don't see this too often, guys, but you know good chemistry. And you know, and I don't know where this chemistry leads to. None of us really do well, except for me. 11 <laughs> wins in a division title and on to the playoffs, and we'll see what happens after that. But uh, uh, this is hard to manufacture is all I'm saying. It's really hard. So if you're going, John, I'm with Vince a little. Come down off the cloud. This is just week one and everybody's happy and this is a win. And I'm going to say you're partially right. You are. But no one steps, no one continuously has stepped their necks out in front of this quarterback for nothing. This isn't PR. That's different. Yeah. No, it's important. And you've mentioned this before is the idea that to say you like the guy is one thing, but to fully embrace him, that's a whole other level of belief. That's a whole different ball game. Lane Johnson has done that. Now you're seeing Nick Sirianni. Because, again, if, if you like somebody, sure. But to have a coordinated handshake is a little <laughs> something else. And you're going through this whole offseason where they didn't commit to Jalen Hurts as the starter when, oh, my God, big bad Joe Flacco's rolling into town. What are we going to do? Oh, my God. Remember when he was good seven years ago? Oh, my God. What are we going to do with Jalen Hurts? How could he possibly survive this? seen his ankle? It, looks, it doesn't look bad. Yeah. No, it's, it's fine. It's Joe Flacco. He's going to be great. So this is a real competition. No, it wasn't. But you know what? They didn't want to commit to him. The Deshaun Watson rumors happened all offseason. There was a real chance. Like, there was a legitimate chance that Deshaun Watson right now was the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. And they still embraced Jalen Hurts. And I would bet you that that chemistry helped. It helped keep him here. I think everyone got the Watson thing wrong. It's just a gut feeling here, okay? Now, I'm not, there's clearly some, there's, they they obviously talked. I'm not trying to even suggest that they did. Oh, yeah. However, did I lay this out already? I can't remember if I did or not. Well, let's you, read. Let's you just start. Do, you start. Let's, let's go over the refresher. Yes. Okay. So I want you to pay attention to these things. The the like we already know. Well, oh, we did. I I sorry. It was in our debut episode um, when we were talking about Howie Roseman is the most hated general manager with agents. Okay. Yes. So great story. Um, most of that information and those articles. And it is no disrespect to those reporters. It's just how the game works. And I respect that. You have to talk to agents to get information. And you have to do things. And we all know that. We all know that. That leads to better information, but you got to do some shit as well. So if agents don't like Howie Roseman, check mark. The fan base doesn't like Howie Roseman, check mark. That's pretty much apparent every single year. And I honestly can't tell you where I stand on him from year to year. But I know he's good at his job or whatever. Uh, if if you're getting reports from like 
Aaron Wilson and those sides. That's all agent-driven, so they're going to make sure that the Philadelphia Eagles are circled in there and not necessarily like they just bury the other teams, and sometimes they don't even mention them. So it would be like Philadelphia Eagles and others when we clearly know like, wait, the Panthers were asking, uh, the you know, whatever those teams that were linked in there. So a long explanation to basically say, yes, they probably did, but I think agents say keep their name in there while we discuss among the people that we still have deals with. The Eagles have been out for a long time. I feel that they have chosen Jalen Hurts a long time ago because – you don't have this chemistry without that off your back or throw all that shit that I just said off the table. Jalen Hurts is the smoothest, straight-minded, head-right person I've ever met in my life. And either one's a great outcome. And I think it's the second one. Because there's, I mean, it's not just there's smoke, there's fire. The whole forest has burned down around you. Like, it's... It's Howie Roseman. It's Mr. Quarterback Factory. It's having all the draft picks. It's the way that he's moved salary cap space around, the way that he does. Anything is possible with Howie Roseman. If he wanted Deshaun Watson and and they the court stuff had moved along fast enough, yeah. I would guarantee you he's here. If there was a settlement already, which there was rumors of that about two, three months ago, I would guarantee you that Deshaun Watson is a Philadelphia Eagle, which is a whole different universe, and it's, a, it's, it's an ugly one. But... To be here in this moment where we do have Hurts, and it is the chemistry, and all the team is rallying around this guy. I mean, like you said, with Steven Nelson, to be doing that as he's walking off yeah. the field. And by the way, shout out to Steven Nelson. Holy crap. Whoa, dude. Dude, yes. he was amazing. Wow. He was amazing. Every play that happened in that game was like, oh, Steven Nelson's in on the tackle. <laughs> okay. He was everywhere on the field consistently. And all to see a corner. That's that is one of my favorite things in football is a corner that loves to tackle. Steven Nelson was everywhere. Oh my god, I love that guy. Yeah, and there's I do you think there is a a 1 2 3 happening with him Slay and Yeah. I, I and yeah. then that's probably why that chemistry is oh, there's it's like totally oh, one, 1 2 3 baby, it, whatever it is. It's all coming together. And yeah. that's the thing. It's the levels of chemistry and this is why again top 10 defense, 6 points week 1, another sign of a top 10 defense. Yeah. It's all coming together because Slay recruited, right? So he recruits Nelson to come here. Nelson shows up, he's the number 2. <laughs> You've got two physical corners now on the outside. Yep. Another guy that's here because Nelson from Pittsburgh. Who's your defensive tackle that just wrecked that game? Yeah, that's right. It's Javon Hargrave yeah, from they, Pittsburgh. They've played some games together. So you've got guys that have a history. Now they're in a new building, new situation. Hargrave, this is the come-up year. I said it before the game. I will say it again. This is Javon Hargrave's <sighs> season. I'm still really fired up about that. I, I mean, like, that first sack that he had, I went, oh, boy. I was like, that's Vince. That's his call right there. Just coming coming full blast through the screen. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's happening. And I know that. Uh, well, let's get into this real quick, too. We'll skip back to uh, I'm going to come back to Sirianni in a second because sure, there's some things happening. There, there are well. some things happening. Oh, there. my God. Which is going to drive you all right back to cloud nine. I promise you. Um, so Fletcher Cox now had a uh, contract restructured again. Yep. Had some guaranteed money doing all that. I, I want to know your initial reaction from what does that what does that say to you? Uh, first off, how we season is never over. <laughs> 
Okay, it's it's yeah. not just free agency. It yep. is not just the draft. Howie Roseman is always active in one way or another, yep. and for him to do this again, it's all about flexibility. That's what this season has been. It, create options, give yourself space. So now, if you have cap space, you want to use it this year. Great. If you're going to carry it over, which he loves to do, and God, with all the dead money, they could really use that. Great. Also, Fletcher Cox on the last year of his contract next year. Mm-hmm. So for what his money looks like going into next year. You might restructure him anyway. You might re-sign him, extend him anyway. So this could be just the first domino of another series of moves with Fletcher Cox. So I think you're setting up a lot of good things here for the Eagles. It's a small thing, but you'd love to see it. Um, My initial thought is they're going hunting. Four. $11 million worth of something. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They need to find... I think they're going to try and fix the middle of the defense. Just like we kind of uh, discussed on the post game show, I think that's a pretty vulnerable spot right now. Yep, um, and that's pretty much it. That's well, all I can think of. Okay, well, here's one of the things because again, I I did watch Carson Wentz play football the other oh. day. I was watching the Indianapolis Colts. No, we're not trading for Carson Wentz. Um, we're but, watching Wentz with Wentz win. Yes, I want. <laughs> I love that. Um, let's talk about a guy that really didn't do anything for the Colts whatsoever would be a great fit for the Philadelphia Eagles and what they need on this team. The thing that after watching that game again, they lack and need to develop. It is the running game. Go and get Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack is the most Howie Roseman available running back that I've ever seen in my life. So many connections, too. You just drafted Jonathan Taylor in the first round in Indianapolis. They just signed Naheem Hines to an extension. Marlon Mack's not getting the snaps right now. He's got a little bit of power to him. He's a nice compliment to go with Sanders, to go with Gainwell. If you can get that guy the same way they got LeGarrette Blunt late in the offseason for nothing or the, how they traded for Jay Ajayi in the middle of a season and <laughs> yeah. added him to a Super Bowl team, go and get... Marlon Mack. Loved that guy in the draft. He'd be a perfect fit here. Uh, Gary's flipping out right now because he's a Michigan man. Uh, and uh, I would just say injuries have been an obvious problem. Yeah. I mean, he's a fantastic running back. And wow, how devalued is that just coming before our eyes second after second after second? You know, like. <laughs> it sounds like fun, John. This sounds like fun. So I think that they are going, they are, they're preparing the horses. I mean, Jeffrey Lurie doesn't pat your head like that. <laughs> that was so funny, wasn't it? That was great. You go, thanks. Uh, I'm going to go free up some money now. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm, you know, um, I also, are we, you know, I, I, I'll be honest. We didn't, we didn't see a lot of Fletch. Didn't, didn't hear his name a lot. I heard, I, I read 57% of the snaps. What's going on is this is when we told you in the beginning about like Damo not giving a, a, a hell about it anymore and calling him out and saying, hey man, you might have lost a step. And now the freeing of the money, the snaps, it's a different defensive coordinator. I mean, you are, I mean, Retooling, rebuilding, however you want to <laughs> phrase it over the last two years. Fletcher Cox has been a part of many of those conversations. I personally don't think that there's any room to be like, <gasps> but it's clear that the Eagles see something or this defensive coordinator sees something or this is genuinely, I think, a week one freak out and it's probably just a matchup thing for what Atlanta was doing. 
Could be. Could be. But let's let's go down this avenue a little bit here because okay. I think this is really interesting. So, okay, Fletcher Cox, again, he's got one year left on the deal. And for them to just go and restructure the money, great. But last year of a six-year contract is, like, never guaranteed. No, I mean, nope. in the history of the NFL, I don't know how many players have ever actually played that year as it's constructed when they signed the deal. I, it, it almost never happens. So you've got a guy with a mega contract, and it's going to the end of it, which is the most expensive year. Now you're in a situation where, look at the defensive line. I know where you're going. Exactly. Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat, all these young guys, younger guys at least, and you've been developing that and working on that and hedging with that, and are you going to have to make a point where you make this investment of keeping Fletcher Cox versus a Derek Barnett? And what is that worth when Fletcher Cox is at his age and not quite the same speed and you're looking at a decline in an Eagles organization that used to especially get rid of guys in their 30s. Now they like D-linemen in their 30s, but still, you compare that to a guy that's 25, 26, it's it's a complicated equation there and something to keep an eye on during the season. Stop yelling at Vince. He's not saying trade Fletcher Cox. He's just saying it's a possibility that this lines up with now you've made the cap a little bit smaller on this contract. It's I would be shocked if they make a move midseason to free up Fletcher Cox's money to get something younger in return that's more valuable than Fletcher Cox on a playoff and or division clinch or whatever it is. I couldn't see that happening. Oh, unless, God. Unless there's, is there something we're not thinking about? All right, here? let me just spitball something without knowing anything about the salary cap details whatsoever. Sure. But this could be very fun. Um, the Titans defense stinks. Uh-oh. Titans defense stinks. Also, the Eagles wide receiving core. I've got my hesitations there, and they got worse after rewatching game we're going, one. We're going DGB hunting again? <laughs> well, if it's Julio Jones hunting... What a double trade or uh no no they didn't trade for it, Cogs, they? no they I think oh, they, no no Tennessee traded for did him. they trade him I think they did if, uh, we're, okay so we'd have to we'd have to like run through the trade machine on that one but <laughs> it's it's just like a spitball like that would be a fun weird kind of crazy trade I wonder yeah like this I how is looking for something I think that's what we can agree on I mean you go from uh, where we were with the whole Irv Smith thing. And at first it was Dallas Goddard that was up yeah. there. And you're like, what the hell is and going on? Just before the season. Yeah, like, wait a minute. Dallas Goddard, not Zach Ertz? I think that's weird. Although I do think initiating contact, just like I explained before, and how it's reported is, you know, all over the place. But, uh, you know, and then you hear this stuff. And then there's tinkering around. Like, there's a lot of tinkering going on. So, um, I don't, I don't think, like... I even hesitate to say, you know what I'm thinking, but Howie's thinking that right now, too. And I'll leave it at that. Everything's possible. They're saddling up, y'all. I don't, they're looking for something. What they are, I, what that is, I don't know. They're looking for something. And they want to make sure they have as many options as possible. If Vince is right, I don't think he is going to be. Or, or Marlon no, Mack, baby! You're not even right or wrong. Marlon Mack, I think, is a great, great idea. As long as health and yeah, I mean, you got to see what he actually. Care. What's another? He's on the roster. He's play. He's active. <laughs> Throw him on the pile of. I've I've been also injured in a football game once too. You know, like okay, yeah. Well, welcome to the club, I guess. Um, it'll be interesting. I think this is you know, and this is where the table's really turning. 
you know, like I, I heard and we heard, I think, just in general, like you uh, the Nick Sirianni gave a big, inspiring speech. Everyone was ready to rock and roll. And I'm going like, what in the fuck could that be? To, for for Italian Ted Lasso to take everybody from here to here and and like stay there the entire game, and then you see that did you see that post game. I watched it twice, it, it, and you see everybody dancing and doing their thing. Oh and, yeah, you know, and um, and then they do this thing. I'm sliding the cans of liquid death back and forth because it like it pumps. It really does pump me up. Everybody just going that was round one. Ding ding. And you, there was I'm like going, three or four guys I'm doing that. Like, wait, wait, whoa! Was it? We're doing a boxing thing. I was like, each game is a round. I was like, oh my god! I was like, whether this was planned for pander or not, like this is the perfect storm for a fan base to combine Ted Lasso, and then the element of like each game is a boxing match. So surprise, surprise! You know what? Uh, that Nick is going to make for the poster this week. Like, that, exactly. This is a fight against the 49ers. This is a full-on show prize brawl of, like, probably one of the greatest minds in the NFL versus Italian Ted Lasso with a great boxing speech for every freaking game. And I can't wait because I got to tell you something. Uh, we ordered 32 multicolored bells yes we once did we heard that yes we did we ordered a big stack of bells and you gotta you gotta hear me out here okay because i've had this idea in my head forever you know the the no one likes us no one likes us we don't care first of all much respect to sons of ben because you are the actual owners of all that and i think what you guys do is fantastic and it's awesome and the fact that jason kelsey used it in a super bowl speech is so true however literally it's not true <laughs> and <laughs> we do care and i embrace that we do care that's that's you know uh, we care a lot about what everybody says about us and that's okay yeah you know uh, we're an easy target absolutely but we're so good at it that we're going to crush you so that's it doesn't matter that's <laughs> like i love we love all the attention because it's fun so i just have this vision in my head of could we could we do well first and foremost is it overkill if we're doing ecstasy of gold every week because he's he his energy makes me want to do it every week and if they're telling us that this is a boxing match every week it's going to be hard for me not to feel that way like it's going to have to be four death losses in a row for me not to want to do that every week because then it just sounds like i'm promising nothing <laughs> you know if this team suddenly turns sideways and this is a big one but but I really feel like an ecstasy of gold speech is needed with bells, right? And then suddenly we can somehow do that at the parking lot for a home game, all the home games. I want the feel that Sons of Ben created. I just want our own version of it. And I think getting to, I, to does the, can somebody help us to 215 509 5833 is our text line. We love interacting with you uh, so much. It's been so great. In fact, we've got another uh, a great point from one of our texters uh, at the end of the show here. But I want to create a bunch of like humongously sounding bells to ecstasy of gold and just say, we're coming, you know, and I want everyone to be terrified again. Like I, 
I'd say this with all respect. The vet stinks. I never want it back in terms of <laughs> sitting there and doing all that. Sorry, Tech and Prem. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But the nostalgia of it, the feeling of it, the snarl of it, yes. I miss the hell out of that. I, t- I will take the link a thousand times out of a thousand. There's a lot of elements that nobody wanted in that place. I'm glad that they're gone. I love that families can go there. But can we have a hybrid, please? Like, can we make, we need to be a decibel or two higher. And I think we can get there if everyone's allowed bells into the stadium. And if we all believe this is a boxing match every single game for a home game, my God, wouldn't that just help? When I want to be terrifying place to play again. No one says that about our us anymore in our national media, and I hate that. It's a tough place to play, but like, it's not loud enough. I need it to be loud as shit. I think bells would help. Oh, they'd be great. <laughs> they would be great. Can we get it's, bells into the stadium? Be Can like, we just go crazy? Uh, you know, um, what is it, South Africa? They have the Vuvuzelas? Yes. 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 It just sounds like a hive of bees all the time. Yeah. Yeah. When, the, when the defense is working, it's just constant and everyone's on their feet. And if, like, if they're going to give this every week and they're paying the rent more specifically every week, you have to give them more. I think that's a fair rule. And I want to give them more. So, like, how do we, if you don't like the bell idea, fine. But I, I, I think that works the best. It's easy. Well, we're doing it at Villa. We're doing it at Villa. We're starting there. That's right. I think we can create a movement. I believe in the bell so much. I mean, bell and the Birdman. Hello. We believe in the bell and we believed in what Burt Bell created for all of us. So, yes, I love this idea. You tell us if it stinks, 215-509-5833. We will, if, if you love this, we want to send, I don't know how we're going to afford it, but we're going <laughs> to, but because Liquid Death and Villa Capri are so amazing, I think we should set, try to send bells to everyone. You know, like, let's let's get that moving. Let's find a program where we can. A bell program. A yeah, bells, I would love bells to Bells around the United States. I would, I would love to do that with you. Because whether we're virtual or in person, We'll, we, if you hear it, you know that you know we're coming. Well, yeah, and you know what the funny <laughs> thing is too. When we were at Villa for week one, and the people that were there with us heard this, they did have a bell behind the bar, there and, and they did ring it when the Eagles scored. It's pretty freaking sweet, which they rang a lot, by the way, which is a very nice thing. <laughs> Go Birds! But yeah, to see all the bells going like that for Sirianni to be talking like that and get the team fired up, and all these guys are going ding, 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 ding in the background. Like it was just, it was a really cool, fun, exciting thing. Again, the chemistry is just through the roof. Yes. You see the Jalen Hurts jersey sales going with it, like all that stuff, that foundational, basic level stuff of is this a real team or not? Not are they great. But are they an actual team? Are they a group of players with some level of talent and like for each other? And they are. This is a team. Yeah, this is this is such a team that I think it's only fair now. And I hate to do this because he's a very good friend. And I love him to death. But we do what the fan base says. And I believe it's time to call out Adam Lefko. I believe it's time to literally ring the bell and I think everyone would like an explanation of of the Nick Sirianni take from before and now after and here's what I don't understand because you know we're all on Twitter they're killing him Adam Lefko is no longer part of the bird's nest they all told him to go to Kansas City is this really are we do we have to excavate Adam Lefko I think we have to we got to put him on trial 
Yeah. In some form or fashion. Yeah. Um, you know how it is? Like you get those little dinosaurs and there's like little dried up figures and then you put them in water and they yes. like it, it. We need to give him the chance to bloom again. Yes. Within the city of Philadelphia. I, Adam Lefko, I believe in you, but you've been wrong. I, and now it's time. I think it's time. It's only fair. Yeah. Dead wrong about Nick Sirianni. So. I think it's only fair to under. I just want to understand what happened, though. I mean, it, it's such a fallout with the fan base. I, I don't. Can somebody tell? Is that just it? Well, and he just didn't believe in the press conferences, and he's no longer an Eagles fan. Stay, stay out of Philadelphia, Adam Lefko. I wonder if he's bought a Jalen Hurts jersey this week. I wonder if he's in that five hundred percent rise. How I, great I would that be? I can guarantee you, Adam Lefko has bought all of the Jalen Hurts rookie cards that is it's possible to find. Oh, really? I guarantee you, he's doing that right now. <laughs> I don't even have to ask him; he's already doing it. I hope he's got some Devontae Smith cards in there too. Oh, because yes! Because holy crap, Devontae Smith is going to be the truth forever. Man, oh man. Have you ever seen a better route runner in your life in this town? And I was too, I mean, I didn't see the, I didn't see Carmichael's. I didn't see all the, I mean. That's why in your life. Yeah. But <laughs> I know, I'm just saying. But yeah, it's. and Where my life started. And here's the other thing, John. He blocked, he blocked. There was a point during the game where I like took you aside. I was like, dude, did you see that block from Smith? <laughs> did you see that? Like, I was jacked up, man. And that's one of the great things about this game, too. When you go back, you see like J.J. Arthega Whiteside making blocks and Devontae Smith is making blocks. Again, that's a team thing. Yes. That is what a team of players that actually give a shit about each other, that's what they do. Because if you're a wide receiver and it's a typical diva wide receiver and all that stuff, those guys don't block. Yeah. Not really. They might be like, oh, let me just, uh, am I in front of <laughs> Is the running back on? Great. Okay. All right. all right. Yeah. Sorry. I had to like touch you. I didn't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> like that, that's how they handle their business. So to see these guys aggressively playing for each other. In a run-based, physical, yeah. nasty kind of team, I love that. Yeah, I, I can't. None of us, we can't get enough of it. Can't get enough of it. So I hope we have the same chemistry back with one Adam Lefko. But maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe he's got to go home. Um, do you want to? What would you like to do next? Because I, I would like to talk about. The NFC East for a moment. Yeah, that's next on my we, list. And then we can get into uh, our old friend. Yeah, yeah. Let's definitely talk about the NFC East a little bit. So, I mean, <laughs> Cowboys guys, I keep hearing this all week. Like they're gonna be, they're gonna be a problem. Yeah. When have they not ever been a problem? Check mark. Done. Most talented team. Yep. Hundred percent. Are we gonna split with them? Yes. In fact, I'm still predicting a tie in two weeks on Monday night. That's going to happen. They're weird teams because Mike McCarthy coaches that one. And it's in the division. Whatever. Uh, they're going to fall right. Uh, they'll be a wild card team, maybe. But Mike McCarthy and that defense are going to restrict everything they do. We saw that show last year. Jason Garrett did the same thing. I'm, I, am I worried? Sure. Are we going to lose to him? Probably. Uh, are they going to make the playoffs? Maybe. It's the same ESPN shit again. <laughs> you know, Giants. Did you even watch? I mean, it was hilarious. I I watched a decent chunk of the game. I did, and I got it. Th- you know what I did is after I saw that game, I thought back in the first season of Family Guy. There's this episode where he's checking out a sports car, and he opens up the hood of it, 
and the engine is drawn on a piece of paper. That's, <laughs> that's the inside of the car. It's this beautiful race car with nothing in it. There's no horsepower. Yeah. I was like, yep, that's the Giants. Sterling Shepard, uh, Evan Ingram, Kenny Galladay, who looked great. You have Saquon Barkley. There's no heart to that team. The offensive line stinks. Daniel Jones stinks. There's no engine. They just, they're not going anywhere. I mean, in some, some uh, it's uh, on our uh, Twitter feed, at Bell and the Bird, and you can find us on social anywhere across there as well. Uh, even on TikTok, by the way, we're starting to, starting to venture on over there where yeah. the kids are. This is from uh, N- NYG Daily, uh, New York Giants Daily. Insane. 31 of 32 teams in the NFL have had a winning record at one point during the season since 2017. The only team that hasn't, the New York Football Giants. <laughs> Unreal. Oh, that's a beautiful thing, Unreal. isn't it? Real. You just forget about They're like, oh, yeah, not for one. And this isn't like finishing. This is at any point in the season, they have never had a winning record. A I completely second. forgot about that. I'm like, oh, my God. So all of that crap and like, who was it? Did, uh, and someone was in love with, with Daniel Jones in the pre-draft process and somebody at PFF, obviously. Um, and yeah, like it's all just falling apart wonderfully there. But the biggest, the biggest thing from the NFC uh, East, obviously, is <laughs> everyone's number one quarterback and just supposed to finish, uh, division winner and Ryan Fitzpatrick going down here. That's a pretty serious thing. Uh, I, I guess got to say, Ben on the text line has been on fire, and we've been going back and forth again. And yes, great point, 215-509-5833. Why on earth wouldn't Washington call Nick Foles right now? What are they waiting for? And in fact, why is Andy Dalton starting, and why isn't Nick Foles starting if you're going to do that and keep Justin Fields back? But either way, like... Don't you think that phone call is coming at some point? Or did they love, uh, what's his face? Taylor Heineke. Heineke. Yeah, I, I, I cannot imagine that they're satisfied with Taylor Heineke after one brief, uh, oops, well, I'm starting, I'm not starting. Appearance. Uh, I mean, amazing playoff game. And then, yeah, they went and signed Fitzpatrick and started him over him. I mean, it's it's kind of on some level. Could you imagine if that happened with Jalen Hurts and Joe Flacco? Wow. Like Jalen Hurts balled out in a playoff game and almost beat the Super Bowl champion. And they were like, yeah, by the way, here's Joe Flacco and he's starting. Like, it, it'd be a riot. I mean, it would be a full-scale riot in Philadelphia if they did that. That's what Washington did. So they don't believe in Heineke. But the problem is, and this is the, the eternal problem of Nick Foles for right now, his contract sucks and he's not good. He's not a good quarterback. I'm sorry. Unless he goes to Indianapolis and plays with Frank Reich, and even then, I have no idea. I mean, he's just not good. So here's what it tells you, though. The same way that you've got this theory that Howie's looking to load up, and maybe he is, Washington's not. Washington's out. Like, their season's over, okay? If you're missing Ryan Fitzpatrick for eight weeks, which was a tenuous thing if you had him for eight weeks anyway. I do feel bad. I do feel really bad for him. Yeah, I I feel for him. He's always fun. I always like rooting for that guy because you never know what you're going to get. Like, the entertainment value of watching Fitzpatrick play football, he's one of the most exciting, fun things in football. I love that guy. But Washington's done. Their season's over. They're not winning the division. It's going to be too big of a loss. There's no point in them trading for Nick Foles. It doesn't do them anything. Like that's the wow. problem. I. It's not going to get them anywhere. I. Man, I would disagree with that. Well, maybe I. Who knows? Maybe we're all wrong about how good uh, Taylor Heineke is, and then all of a sudden, like that old Dominion arm 
He's going to stink back too. The yeah, there, he's yeah. going to stink too. But you might as well stink I, with the younger guy that showed you something and might have upside versus the older guy that cost you thirty times more and has sucked in the last three places. I think for a logical person, you're absolutely right. For Dan Snyder, probably not. Well, well, because he, he just you know like if he just gutted everybody and wanted his control back and all this other stuff, he's still him. He's still, I need a name in here. Well, that, and I'm glad you mentioned that, John, because Cam Newton's available. Oh, right, right. It's Ron Rivera. Cam Newton. He's already said no fucking way. Well, that's what he said before <laughs> Fitzpatrick got hurt. Oh, well, yeah. Still. Might change the game a little bit. I, I don't think so. I don't think they like each other, and that's what the... Maybe not, but if, he's, that, yeah. if he's trying to win the division, and you want to do that in a smart way, which doesn't hurt you next season either, gives you that cap money to roll over and all that good stuff. Yeah. You go and get Cam Newton right now and you bring him in. You have him compete. Be interesting. I don't think it's going to happen. And I'm not scared of Cam Newton. I'm not scared of him Ron either. Rivera because we've already seen that before. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not scared of Cam Newton, especially with that team. I'm not scared. I mean, they just like one of their best weapons and part of the selling point would be Curtis Samuels there. But yeah. you know what? They don't have Curtis Samuel. He's gone for the year. He's on IR. That's right. Yeah, it was, a, it was a, another another big one. And this, yeah, this fill-in did nothing. I think he had one uh, one reception for minus two yards or something like that. They so. don't have a lot of offensive talent. They have a couple uh-huh. of guys. Like, they have enough things that they tricked people into thinking they're going to win the division. They're not a good team. No. They're, they're a front seven, and that's it. You all know who else is not about to be a good team? Who? The Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I know you're going to get to wins, but yeah. did you see what happened today? Today. They signed somebody to almost solidify that they're not going to be in the playoffs anymore. And who is that, John? That is one Andrew Sendejo. No! Actually, Colts have yes. signed veteran safety Andrew Sendejo via Field Yates, our wonderful friend over at ESPN. Uh, season's done. Enjoy the second round pick, everybody. Because. <laughs> no, 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 no. Enjoy the middle to high first round pick. Uh, all right. Well, tell us, uh, tell us what you saw of our of our old friend uh, Carson Wentz. Okay. Well, here's the thing. He got sacked a bunch. I know that went viral. Uh, there was and it was like Eagles Twitter viral of like, yeah, we know he sucks and whatever. And to some degree, watching that game, it was funny because he started off nine for ten. But even as he was doing that, I kind of thought he sucked. Like he just <laughs> he, he did the typical Wentz thing. There's this play where he scrambles out and then he starts running forward and he dives because he can't slide. Ball comes and out. then the ball came out and it was just like you got to be kidding. He was the same exact guy. Uh, there was a part. There was a lot of times where I was watching it. It was like even when he was completing passes, it felt like he was a half second slow on the trigger. Like yeah. he's still a little. It's weird because he wants to get the ball down the field so bad he wants that big play so bad that he never just he doesn't like taking the easy stuff and it's yeah. still there you can still feel it everything just feels a little bit longer than it needs to be <laughs> and so I don't think he's changed at all no not I, one bit no and and for all the sacks it's not totally on him but again talking about Indianapolis and how good the team is and where it's going that line got outright dominated by the Seattle Seahawks now how in the hell is that a coincidence that is, you know what they? I forgot to uh, mention is when they flashed it up on the broadcast where you saw the sack totals for the Philadelphia Eagles over the years. And that monstrosity from last year yeah. didn't match any of the other rankings, right? The Indianapolis Colts have the best offensive line in football. I'm going to say that again. 
They have the best offensive line in football. I don't buy for one second that it's the offensive line's fault problem or they just got outright buried. Oh, they got they got crushed. Because that and and everyone in Indianapolis did the same thing that we all did. Oh, come on, you can't. I mean, look, he doesn't have any time to throw the football. Sorry, guys. It like Carson created a lot of his sacks. A lot of his sacks. Throughout his entire career. Now, maybe not on Sunday, yes. But this is going to be a continuing trend for the next six weeks. Well, again, because he's still a little slow on getting the ball out. He doesn't want to take those easy victories and dink his dunk his way on on certain drives. So that tendency is real. There were certain times where he got hit. There was maybe a sack or two where, yeah, you look at it and you go, that's that's in part a Wentz thing. You know, he's not helping his linemen out when there are inevitable breakdowns on good lines. But also, there were some times they just got smacked around. But again, that is an encouraging thing. Because if you think about it, if the Colts are, you want the Colts to be just good enough. Yeah. going into the back half of the season. Oh, there's a lot of people helping them out. Right? Well, They just need to be good enough in a terrible division. As long as they're just good enough by week 13, 14, 15, <laughs> and Wentz is still your starter. Yeah. And then everything falls off at the end because the AFC is really good. They're not going to catch up to a lot of those teams. And if somebody else, if the Titans take the division, the Colts are not making the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Like they, they did not look good. Um, so if that's the kind of team that they are this year, we're getting a good first round pick. We're not just getting a late twenties, which is what everybody thought. You're getting a solid middle, like 15, 14 first round pick. That could be amazing. Uh, man, I mean, I hope you're right, but I don't foresee that happening because with the same Carson comes the same result of being dinged up, playing through whatever it is. And I think the same thing's going to happen there. I think he's going to get quiet benched somehow, whether it's by, Oh, the foot's acting up. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Like, Hey, you know, I think that's very much in their future. Very, very much in their future. It could you know? be. And it's that's devastating, man. I mean, that's like if if that kind of thing happens to Wentz this year, he's not their quarterback next year. No, and I don't know who takes him on after that. That's how crazy it is. Well, at that point, he gets cut, so he'll be a backup somewhere. And he will obviously have a job in the NFL, but is that like the final awakening on, hey, uh, I said Frank Reich would be, that's what I needed, and... Clearly, it's not. Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. A beautiful circle of life moment, yeah. okay? Carson Wentz has this big fallout. Now he leaves Philadelphia after they win a Super Bowl. He goes to the Indianapolis Colts. He finally finds the right fit. This is going to be his opportunity. This is his chance. It falls apart. He becomes a backup. A couple years from now, Carson Wentz steps in as a backup quarterback. Goes on a run. And he's a Super Bowl champion! 2028, Carson Wentz, Super Bowl champion. Congratulations to the Cleveland Browns. Right? Like, how ridiculous <laughs> would something like that be if he just went through the the whole wash cycle this and became the new Nick Foles? Like, wouldn't that be the most insane thing you've ever seen in your life? Or Mayfield finally gets him there. Kinda. <laughs> oh, and then Carson Wentz so takes over. Good. That would be so good. Please, universe, make that happen. We'll sound like geniuses. Please, just one more favor. One more favor. There, there, there you go. Uh, 
Um, we, um, we've got some exciting tier news, but I'm going to save that for Thursday because honestly, this was so much fun and we've got a shitload to do. So, uh, I, uh, can't wait to, uh, talk more about all of this with you guys. Um, we have some great YouTube content up there right now. It's where our live streams are going to uh, be as if you're into that, uh, Twitch, uh, and, uh, I, I just thought of this too. Duh. We should be putting a lot of the stuff on IGTV which uh, whatever you're comfortable with, a lot of great content. Uh, the Rent Check with uh, Ashley Woods and with uh, Francisco Rojas. Brand new episode of that will be out by the time you hear this. So um, Vince Quinn and I have some other ideas, and we got to introduce somebody on Thursday. Uh, yes, we're going to be doing that. But how about this, John? I want to do one little last fun thing before we get out of oh, here, right. which is... In that batch of bells mm. that we are receiving, yes, I will mail one to somebody. How about that? And we will do it through the text line. Perfect. Which again is two one five five zero nine. That's right. Fifty eight thirty three. Should we send? Okay, I got an idea. Okay, you tell me if you like it. Or yes, not. we're gonna leave an Easter egg, but uh, we're gonna leave a code word somewhere after the Easter egg. First one to find it in Texas gets a bell. Done. Uh, what's the code word that we have to find? Let's make it. Oh, I mean, it's got to be Hertz related. Uh, just say uh, the co- Oh, you got to find the. No, that doesn't. That doesn't make sense. Well, you, you can't reveal the- it right now. That's right. That's it's right. a secret word at the end, which is why I was like, wait, is this an off-air thing? Are we cutting this? No, this is the show. This is the show. We're just we're laying out the secrets in the middle of the show. Uh, by the way, I literally forgot what we were doing yeah, in a second. Sorry, I was paying. Uh, I'm paying my credit card, by the way. So uh, I, I want to give you the security code on that. And if we could just do that right now. So there's a Last there's a four, four six social. Yeah. So we're going to go through all that. But no, we, we will have a, a secret phrase for you. Yes. After the show, after the Easter egg. And you will text us, and we'll pick somebody that sends in the code. We will send you, we will mail you one of the bells that we are ordering right now. I love that. I love that idea. Um, Vince Quinn, uh, we will see uh, all of us actually Thursday at Villa Capri because uh, we are going to be there to preview those wonderfully hard-to-beat two-quarterback system 49ers, and I can't wait to spill into all that and what happened with Trey Lance and – it's going to be a fun time. So uh, come on by if you're there. And more importantly, come to the game. Bring your bells on Sunday, Villa Capri, 51 West Court Street. And thank you to everyone that came out again last week. Um, and so sorry that the bicycle race basically made parking impossible. <laughs> Mayhem. That is the first and last time that'll ever happen. So uh, what a wonderful crowd, a wonderful experience from the staff and everyone else just an amazing time it was a great start to week one we hope to see you there for week two vince quinn we'll see you thursday sounds good pal
The word is Norm McDonald. <laughs>